Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Time. And, um, you know, regardless of the situation, you just think through how many timeouts do we have, how many yards do we need, how much clock do we have, what's the play call, what's my read, and you just kind of systematically go through it, regardless of the situation. And welcome into Purple Daily, presenting sponsor Surly Brewing, and in particular, my favorite, Surly Furious, and also want to thank the folks from TCL. Enjoy more with TCL. If you're not watching your football, and this was a great weekend of football on a TCL television, you're not doing it right. Get a TCL TV and experience what we all do, which is the gloriousness of football on TCL. All right, Declan Goff, comments Mm -hmm. from YouTube on this Monday. That was Kirk Cousins after... Um, a far too close for comfort win over the Detroit Lions. Vikings blew a late lead. Cousins led the team back down the field. Yes, I said that. 37 seconds, I believe, when uh, the Vikings got the ball. And it ends on a Greg Joseph 54-yard field goal. So the Vikings are 2-3 and three now going into Carolina, then the bye week. But what are people who are weighing in uh-huh. on YouTube thinking about these Vikings after what I would call, if this is possible, a disappointing victory? Yeah, this is a disappointing victory. And and our comments are a little, uh, they're scattered. They, you have fans who think this team is going to get back on track because of this win. You have fans who are still upset that this game was so close. You have fans uh, making comparisons and asking questions. So, by the way, for future episodes, if you want to get your comment on this edition, just comment on our event line episode. That's kind of what we've been doing here. Because our event line episode obviously has the most reaction. So after event line airs following a Vikings game, we comb through these comments. Actually, I comb through these comments. Judd, 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 Judd doesn't do that. I have nothing to do Judd with this. Judd doesn't do it. This is a QB one, two, three decision. Yeah, by I do me. nothing thing. Um, quarterback's room is just me for these comments. It so, is. so if you want to ask a question or ask have any comments you want read, send them on uh, uh, on our Ventline episode on Purple Daily YouTube, and we will gladly read these ones for you. Uh, Judd, let's let's start with. I'm going to start this one from Max. Max says with a twist of pure irony, Zim has the point has to point to the kicker. To say thank you for saving his job, very very rich, but also yuck. He says, uh, h- "How hilarious is it that a kicker, a kicker, is the reason that Mike Zimmer is possibly still employed today, twenty four hours later after the victory over the Lions?" It's spectacularly delicious, right? Like it's outstanding that the one position that Zim absolutely, positively has proven through the years that he can't stand. Likely saved him. Now, that being said, I will say this in defense of Zim and the whole kicking discussion. Uh, when Greg Joseph missed the field goal in, in um, the game against the Cardinals at the end there, 
and it cost the Vikings a win. You'll recall, as we talked about at the time, that Mike was very calm. In my opinion, too calm. He's like, right. let's lay off the kicker. Kickers miss kicks. Uh, it's like, what? who is this? This is not the Zim that we know and have grown to love. So Greg Joseph rewarded him by, yes, potentially, because there is a chance if you lose to Detroit and fall to 1-4, and four, you get fired. There is a chance that the kicker saved his job, but it is absolutely a delicious storyline that that is the position that pulled the Vikings out of the fire and gave them the win in a game where they really, in truthfulness, completely collapsed. And you wrote about this and talked about this after the Cardinals debacle when Greg Joseph should have made a pooch kick. What was that, 38, 39 yards? This was a kick of plus 50, and and he nails it. Um, When Greg Joseph was lining up for the kick against the Cardinals, I, I had... It's not that I had no confidence. I just, I was in wait and see. You know, I, I wasn't like, oh, he's not going to make it or, or he's definitely going to make it. I just said, I have to wait and see what happens here. This one, I, I probably, I guess I felt the same because I was pacing around my apartment at this point, just waiting also because vent line starts the second after the game ends. So I'm, I'm like a caged animal in the, in the last 30 seconds of any football game. Um, but I, I just, I didn't feel as worried that he wasn't going to make that kick. And I don't know why. I really, I, I really, I, I really don't know why. Tell me why, please. Detroit, Help me. yeah, Detroit. The old, <laughs> so like the Vikings can play very few teams where you say this franchise is unluckier than the Vikings, and Detroit is one. So, so I agree completely. When Joseph attempted what what should have been a chip shot field goal to beat the Cardinals, I wasn't like expecting him to miss, but I was like, okay, let's wait and and see. Like I never said, oh, he'll make it, right. Last week, when the Vikings got the ball late and Kirk had the chance to drive them down the field against Cleveland, I said, it ain't going to happen. Like, I, I started to get prepared for vent line. I, I moved my stuff to, to the back of the press box where I, I set up for vent line, and I went and watched the last series on TV because I was so certain, and I was almost wrong, but I was so certain that the Vikings weren't going to score. When the Vikings got the ball back, as late as that was, and, and I believe that Detroit scored with 37 seconds left in the fourth quarter. When the Vikings got the ball back through the Joseph kick, I kept saying, they're going to win. It's Detroit. It is. It's the one. It's the magic elixir. Elixir. It's the magic <laughs> fixer. It's the one thing that takes your heartache. It, it's like it's like Tums for Vikings fans. Oh, what a relief. It can be. It is. Alka-Seltzer, right? Plop, plop. Fizz, fizz. That's what this was. So that was, yeah, I, I'm with you. I said, to, I really said, they're going to win. Yeah, it is, it's just hilarious, uh, hilarious how that works. A long-winded question here from Michael, but it, it's also on theme of, you know, if, if Greg Joseph doesn't make that kick, what happens? Zimmer probably does get fired. I would say it was probably a, I would say a 65, 60% chance Zim's fired, right? It was fired on Monday, Judd, if they lost the Lions yesterday. I would say 60 by the way, before I read this comment, I don't know how you would feel about that yeah. or what the percentages sure. you put. But I would say it would be above 50. I wouldn't say it was a sure thing, though, by any means. Agreed with that. Michael says, I'm against firing Zimmer midseason, even if the Vikings had lost yesterday. Whether a coach has left midseason for whatever reason, the replacement has always been promoted internally, and they, in turn, have stayed the head coach for multiple seasons, often to the team's detriment. Mm-hmm. When Green left, we got Tice. Childress left, we got Frazier. Mm-hmm. I'd rather let Zimmer 
finish the season, then start all over again fresh with a total new regime rather than being stuck with someone else who's really not ready, but we didn't want to fire the guy that we promoted. That being said, I do think it's time for Zimmer to go. We really don't need another Denny who ignores the defense, though I'll take that over another Zimmer who ignores the offense. And last thing, we need a complete coach as the head coach, no matter what background he comes from. Very long-winded question from Michael. I sort of like it, though. It sums up kind of, I think, how I sort of like it. So, how we feel. So the one thing, and I think I got this, it might have been via email or Twitter as well on Sunday, but it was a really good point, and, and Michael sort of backs up the point. What I don't want is Andre Patterson steps in, and he starts to win some football games. Right. Because Leslie did the same fired. thing. And then we're like, oh, this is, okay, you just tweaked the coaching staff, but this is working out really well. You know what? Let's hire this guy. So, one, I thought that if the Vikings lost, especially the way that they were about to lose, that there was probably about a 55% chance to 60% chance that Mike was going to be fired because the loss would have been spectacular. It would have been one of the worst losses. Like, that wasn't a, you got beat. That was a, you just gave the football game away. And by the way, you did it by trying to be conservative on offense, which just bit you because the Madison fumble was trying to be conservative. So I think that you're right. I think that there was a chance that Mike gets fired. But where I'm with Michael on this is I think he's probably right. I think the better move is probably get the season done, um, you know, and let's say it's seven and nine or seven and ten now. Uh, or, Or let's say it's eight and something. But anyway... Get the season done, reassess, and have a search. That's probably because the the Wilf's decision to go with Frazier in 2010, and by the way, he did a really good job of stepping in and bringing stability to a situation that was off the charts bad. So full credit for that to Frazier. But I don't want the temptation to go down that path again and be like, Andre Patterson's done a great job. Let's just hire him. So that... That is a a long-winded question, but I like a lot yeah. of the points and I think that they're spot on. How about you? It's a, it's a it's a thoughtful one and I agree. Um I I still I believe if they fired Zimmer, yeah, they'd probably turn it over to Andre Patterson. Clint Kubiak is not ready to be a No, you can't do team. that to Clint Kubiak. Andre Patterson's been here for such a long time. Yeah, they turn it over to they turn it over to Andre and we've seen this in hockey before, Judd. They get inspired, right? The yeah. the Vikings will run off three consecutive And this wins. team would do that. Like this team is the poster child. They, they would they would do it, and I'm with them. You know, if 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 anything short of a playoff win or loss or run at, at an NFC Championship game, that's gonna be really the only thing that probably keeps Zimmer employed. And who knows? Maybe maybe there's still a change even with a playoff wild card win like that. Um, are you 21? Says I'm actually angry they won this game. We literally took three steps back when it comes to draft position and the future of this team. This core is not going to win a Super Bowl. It's time to blow it up. All three, Zimmer, Rick, and Kirk, gotta go. We want to win a Super Bowl before we die. Time to tank a couple years and get some young talent to build around your team. Okay, so... Another fan who was angry that they yeah, won the but game. But let's unpack those points here, okay? Because okay? Okay. one is the Wilfs don't have the appetite or the ability to tank. They want to be competitive. Like in their mind, in their mind, I think they're aware of how ugly the win was against the Lions, but I also think that they're they're like, thank God we won that game. So I don't know, as much as I love the idea of, hey, like last year, you know, make some trades at the deadline and allow allow things to progress and, you know, you're not good and 
Let's say you get a top seven draft pick. I don't know if the Wilfs have that ability. As far as the uh, as far as the changes go, the blow up. Let's look at it this way: if they get through the season, I think Mike's in trouble un- unless it just turns completely. I think Mike's in trouble, and I think that there is a chance. I don't yet have a feel for it on Rick, uh, but I mean the draft class is not developing yet. It's it's like we've fallen into this. Rick has us bamboozled. Oh my God, they had 25 draft picks, but I mean, are those guys contributing? So I think that there are some things to be said about Rick's job security as well. And then Dex, the last thing, I think the Cousins thing takes care of itself. If I'm not mistaken, he's got a year left on his contract after 2021, right? So I think the Cousins thing resolves itself naturally. So I don't... I. I know that they're tied together because Mike tolerates Kirk and Rick sign Kirk, but I think the way that we probably need to take a step back and look at this is is the future of of Spielman and Zimmer more so. Uh, and I am curious when we get done, depending on how things go, how much patience is left with both. I think Mike's. I think Mike is very well gone. I don't know about Rick yet, though. Yeah, there's one year left on um on on Kirk Cousins. That's gonna re- that's gonna take care of itself. And mm-hmm. if you blow people out, like if if you start over again, there's a lot of ways probably uh, w- without it being a huge deal to resolve the Cousins situation. I think Cousins takes care of itself, and also. Th- this is not a ownership or team, and, and honestly, to the lack of it, I, I get where Mackey has come from, from always saying a gravitational pull to be average, but this isn't the Browns of years past. This isn't the Jets. Um, this isn't the Jaguars. This this isn't a team that has ever, even if they blow out the head coach and GM this offseason, that they're just going to enter a, a 10-year, decade-plus of being inept and, and misfires mm-hmm. and miscues. I will say this for Zimmer. Zimmer's organiza- Since Zimmer has gotten here, we've cleaned things up. They're not as much buffoons off the field. I know the Adrian Peterson thing was obviously an issue, but but there isn't that off-the-field cloud of danger that always seems to be looming over the Vikings, at least during the majority of my lifetime, being 28. Um, that Most of that rainy cloud, that that one step forward and two steps back, it, it doesn't seem to exist as much off the field as it used to. Mm-hmm. Um, next question here, a couple of comments, I should say. Uh, this one from Street Preacher, kind of transitioning. He says... Repent and change your thinking. Skull, fun game to watch. Hope you boys aren't waiting for them to win a Super Bowl before you die. Enjoy the season. R E L A X. And then it, it, oh, it dovetails man. nicely into RPM's comment. He says, "Write this down." Yep. This all ends Sunday night, prime time, week eight on Halloween, right after the blowout at the bank against the Cowboys stampede. He's saying that the Vikings will now go on a run. This Cowboy, that this is the start of something. They're going to blow out the Cowboys. They're going to blow out the Cowboys. Prescott. After the bye, they'll obviously, I would assume they go in and win in Carolina, and that's going to start the run, Judd. What do you think about this being the the game that starts the run for the 2021 Minnesota Vikings? They very typically have won a game like the Panthers game, so I'm not going to be shocked if they win that game. I'll be a little bit surprised, but I won't be shocked, but Blow out the Cowboys? What are you talking about? I'm I'm sorry. I don't see that. That run of games post bye week is going to be incredibly tough. And here's the problem. If you do a good job, if they're to give you a football football term, if their self scout during the bye week is successful, the offense should come out stronger. Like there's a lot that they are not doing offensively that they should do. But Declan. When you're playing the Cowboys, do you really think that this defense, if 
Bashad Breland is starting. And I mean, Patrick Peterson played well against Detroit, I thought, but it was Detroit. Um, Dak Prescott's got weapons. Dak Prescott is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this schedule includes, this post buy schedule includes Aaron Rodgers, if I'm not mistaken, Justin Herbert at one point. So do you really think this defense, which is not nearly what it was previously, is going to shut a team like Dallas down enough to blow them out? Sorry, I don't see that at all. I I think you're drinking purple Kool-Aid that's served elsewhere in the Twin Cities media market, (laughs) but certainly not here at Score North. All right, so if if they win in Carolina, which I do think they will. um, I don't think think they will, but I could see it. But I think they win in Carolina. They I think can, yeah. I think they win in Carolina. I don't know if they win at home against the Cowboys. I I would say the more winnable game, in my opinion, is on the road in Carolina instead of being well rested at home against Dallas. Well, I yeah. I, I personally and, think that's an easier win. And I think that they might win in Carolina because of the the fact that I don't like this team is means that they will go and win like our old friends from the Wild did, right? right. Like, like, so I think that they, the fact that I'm saying I think they have a chance, I don't think that they will, but the fact that they have a chance against the Panthers comes back to the unlikability of this team to do things because our backs are against the wall, not because they actually care about trying to, to win. Otherwise, you don't carry your field goal kicker off after a disgusting win over Detroit. To, uh, to the commenter's point, though, I mean, if, if you want, if I, if I were to get back all in on this team, or and a lot of Vikings fans would feel this way, but let's say you do. The only way that really happens to me is if you literally ran the table in November because you had the Cowboys on Halloween in Baltimore at Chargers, home against the Pack, on the road against San Francisco. If you run the table and you win all those games, and then in, now in December you have the Steelers on a short week and the Rams at home too, so you still got sure. and an, and a and a trip to Lambeau uh, and Soldier Field in December. So it's not yeah. like it gets a whole lot easier. Schedule's tough. But if you, if you go on December. Having won all of those games, or at least maybe even four out of the five, will even say, I'll say, all right, game on. Let's oh, play. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Against that but, schedule? But, I, but I'm literally saying yeah. you have to go and win two insanely hard road games, yeah. win a primetime game against maybe one of the better teams in the NFC. It's a, it's a tall task. Are you really going to be Justin Herbert on the road? I don't know. I mean, with the way that yeah. guy is playing right now. Yeah, I was. If he's not yeah. hurt, if he's playing, are you really going to beat him on the road? I, I did say all offseason to you and Mac and Jed, I need to see a sophomore. I need to see if it was, there was going to be a sophomore slump because I wasn't buying he's all better. the Justin Herbert stock. He's better. He's, he's better. damn good. And I will eat some crow there. It's funny his, his, how you can admit you're wrong sometimes. His performance against the Browns yesterday was incredible. Was. I mean, that's the same Browns defense that looked like the steel curtain against the Vikings. A couple other comments here. Uh, uh, Leroy has a take on that whole Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer, you like that kerfuffle at the end of the game. Leroy says Kirk's not a team player, and his act with Zimmer proves that that it's all about him, meaning that Kirk Cousins is all self-centered and it's all about him. Do you agree with Leroy's assessment there, Judd? What do you think? Yeah, it's pretty close. Uh, Yes, I think that Kirk is all all about Kirk, and I think that Kirk also has no – he's got no ability in his brain to have an idea of appropriate timing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Appropriate timing is huge win against the Packers at home. We're going to the playoffs. Let's celebrate, Zim. <laughs> um, I think the fact that that Kirk acted like Mike is intense, and I think the fact that Kirk was like cutting loose after they, you know, after they barely beat the Lions, and and I don't see the excuse for that too because if I was just a fan, 
I don't want my quarterback being that excited about barely getting past the Detroit Lions after my defense collapsed. So yeah, I think the I think that that saying that Kirk is about Kirk is completely fair. Uh, it's right, but you'd still like to see him have the common sense to be like, okay, now now is the time to be happy. But I'm not going to go completely crazy like we just won a Super Bowl because that's how that that came off. And like, what do you do if you beat the Packers now? Right, late. If Greg Joseph kicks a field goal, do you uh, do you do a U.S. Bank Stadium leap? <laughs> like, what do you do at that point? So yeah, but I mean, this is the story of Kirk. He's a very uncomfortable person. Yeah, I, I, it's it, it's very on brand for Kirk. I, I just don't. I think he lacks a lot of self awareness, even though he kind of preaches things about it sometimes. A uh, couple more comments before we wrap here, Judd. But when you were at the stadium yesterday, and and it looked like man, every time when we do this in baseball, all the time. I think I saw our friend Courtney Cronin tweet this. That game was moving. It was like two. It was two fifteen. There was only five oh, minutes left half. in the fourth quarter. First half was yeah, cooking. First half was bang. I think everyone thought, "Hey, we're gonna get out of here at two thirty, or the game was gonna end at two thirty because we still have to do event line." Yep. And then, obviously, naturally, the last five minutes of a football game turned into forty-five more minutes. Sure. Uh, but when you got home on Sunday, and then you turned on that beautiful Sunday night football game, and there was a delay. A halftime delay with weather. Yeah, uh, in that Chiefs Bills game. What, what were uh, what were you sipping on? What were you cracking? Sipping on first. I, first of all, when I got home after a hard day of work, I said to myself, "I just watched a bunch of dreck. I watched a bunch of crap. I watched a terrible football game between two teams that were putting on what's an NFL game." You got to be kidding me! You know what I, I need to do? I need to cleanse my palate. I need to cleanse my palate with something professional. Mm-hmm. with something good, with something that tastes right. I need to erase the memory of this crappy football game and put in my brain something that feels very, very right. And that's when I went to the fridge and I got a Surly Furious, Minnesota's favorite IPA. And I hope that you did, did the same, because this was yep. uh, a great a great weekend for sports on the couch. College football Saturday, unbelievable. That was a great day. National Football League on Sunday. I think on on Friday night, playoff baseball. Surly Furious is the beer to sit on the couch with. Or heck, guess what, Dex? Mm -hmm. Vikings games now? Yeah. Surly stands all over the place. I love it. Surly stands. So if you're at the game or you're at home watching the game, Surly Furious, Minnesota's favorite IPA, is the way to go. And you're saying, why, Judd? It's because you do enough enough settling in life crack open a surly furious and don't settle get surly like i did and you know what getting surly helped me calm down i'm glad i'm happy for you yeah so that's I, what I, I did when i got home i'm glad and I, I was sipping a nice surly hell uh in, in i saw that you. and i appreciate and that and, and I, it made me very mad that. i try to bring that to it you. made me very mad because i was at the game i could not mm-hmm. because i was in the press box and but I was happy that my friend Declan could enjoy Surly Hell. Uh, also on the weekend, it, it is it finally getting some cool temperatures here. It's fall golf season. It's, it's the great. best time to golf, dude. It, yeah. it is it is a superior, superior time to golf and hit the links. And go check out PXG Minneapolis. They'll have some nice fall golf apparel for you. It's the end of the golf season, so maybe you want to get uh, in on those last second uh, golf deals and then find a new fitting for clubs, or maybe you want to get, get a hold on to some new clubs for the 2022 golf season. That's, yeah. PXG. South Minneapolis and uh, or Minneapolis and Southdale Center PXG. Check them out for all your golfing needs. And this is a perfect time, right, to buy stuff time. for twenty two. Yes. Experiment mm-hmm. because it's not going to snow. Yeah, knock on, knock on wood. So you you can still basically go out with your new clubs yep. or or accessories, right? That's right. Give them a try on the course. 
put him in the closet for a couple of months and be set to go first day of golf 2022. Yeah, they, they right now they have See, some. They have I'm some, thinking I'm not even a golfer. They have some discount deals right now. The in Southdale Center in Edina, PXG Minneapolis. Go check them out. Like Southdale Center. A couple more comments here, just uh, observations from the game against the Lions itself, Judd. Uh, Darth Boo says Didi Westbrook is useless now. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he's useless, but I th- this goes to the point I made to you and Ju- or you and Mackey. Uh, I think even after week one that we just always overevaluate yeah. what a third wide receiver can bring. Free agent wide receiver, because by the way, because KJ Osborne's a legit and stud, so no, I, didn't mean right. to, I didn't mean to crap on KJ Osborne there with that comment. You're but right. we always seem to overevaluate this third wide receiver who comes in via trade or free agency. And this year it's Dede Westbrook. And look, I think Dede had a nice uh, catch on third down. Um, in the game, so it wasn't like he, he was just a completely useless player or anything. But Didi Westbrook is, is he really moving the needle for the twenty twenty one Vikings? Not necessarily. Here's another stat from yesterday that bothers me. Since we we uh, broached the topic of Westbrook, he had three catches for eighteen yards, four mm-hmm. targets. KJ Osborne, three catches for fourteen yards, right? Four targets, so the exact same. Why is that? Mm, like Westbrook, sure. But this is what bugs me about the whole philosophy. And this also goes to Kirk. Kirk is always the, well, I'm going to take what's available and nothing else. KJ Osborne. How many, just off the uh, top of your head, Declan. Okay. How many contested catches do you think he's made? Because it feels to me like he's made a bunch. Like KJ Osborne's made a bunch of contested, difficult catches. Uh-huh. And... Again, are you just saying it's covered, can't throw to him? Right. You know, Thielen, two catches. D.D. Westbrook at three. I, I just don't – I understand not making dumb passes, and I appreciate that. But I guess I don't understand against a team like the Lions just being like, nothing's there. We'll throw it to D.D. more often. Is that I, really the answer? Yeah, I, I don't get I'd rather have the bulk of those targets, you know, go, go to Justin Jefferson. It dovetails perfect into Dan's final comment. J.J., should have had 20 targets, and I guarantee you his stats would have been 17 grabs, 230 yards, and two touchdowns. The way what Justin Jefferson was cooking in that first half, J.J.'s right. Or excuse me, Dan. Dan is right. Yeah, J.J. was right, too, because I guarantee you said that. Yes. J.J. said the same thing. Jet said the same thing, man. I mean, Justin Jefferson single-handedly was taking no, over that right, game, man. I know. It drove me crazy. And, and I don't care what his final stats were. Like, seven for 124. What are you talking about? Did you see that? The eye test, the first half? Right. The catches? And, you know, and and for Kirk's comment, to go back to it again, you know, double covered or cloud coverage, nothing I could do. BS, dude. This is why, I mean, do we really need to go through another Diggs situation? Right, I know. I mean, Stefan Diggs, the trade worked out great because I think that Jefferson's a huge talent and ultimately he might be a better player. But number one, like you can't bank on, I'm glad Diggs is gone. Nobody's glad he's gone. And two, when you watch this team and you watch Jefferson in the first half against the Lions, the Detroit Lions, 29th going into yesterday in scoring defense, and the Vikings, you know, J.J. starts to heat up. Do you say to yourself, well, you can't keep this up. Detroit's going to adjust and it's going to be possible. Their secondary's banged up too, Dex. Yeah, I know. I am with, I am with the persons who uh, the person whose note you just read. Dan. That's right, Dan. You are right. Um, and and you know, 
saying, well, I had to, th- I, I, at that point in time, I just had to hand off. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. I had to go to Madison then for a handoff yeah. to be safe. I don't, I don't. You know how much it. you're paid? Yeah. Clint Kubiak. Come on, man. Well, it's not just Clint, but it's Kirk because Kirk went to the line with options and the default was, so the primary option was Jefferson. The default was to run the ball with Madison. And he just sort of was like, okay, we'll just run the ball because of the look, the look dictated it. I would love Justin Jefferson to get a bajillion targets a game. I think, he's, he's I think so Justin good. Jefferson yesterday is so, so being being as realistic as possible, okay? Mm-hmm. He had eight targets, seven catches, 124 yards. I think realistically he could have had, let's say, 12 to 14 targets. So just realistically. Yep. And somewhere around 10 or 11 catches. I don't, I don't think that's I don't think that, that much, too to much to ask. Yeah, I think that's, like that's a very that's very simple. Yeah, I think that that's Without all I would want. Fun. That's all I would want as well. All right, well that that'll does it. Are for we done our, for our comments from YouTube edition? I love comments from YouTube. The comments I, from and, YouTube and are fun. It is a it's, just you and me, man. Yeah. Sports son, just you yeah. and me. Mackie out. Mackie's out. We don't know where he is. Nope. Somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Um, okay, so Purple Daily tomorrow. Perfect Comes your back way, tomorrow. Alex Boone. Don't forget, he'll join us. We will ask the very important question. Was Kirk's celebration excessive given the circumstances? Because I say yes. Bill and Dexworth are like, no, it's fine. I think it was. I don't think that you should carry your kicker off the damn field when you almost embarrassed <laughs> yourself. Uh, but most importantly, I want to leave you with this. Don't forget to drink your Surly. Don't forget. Very important. Drink your Surly beer. Surly Furious. I Bye. love it. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Subscribe. Like. Subscribe. Rate. Yep. Follow. <laughs> you know. Okay.